Hey, it's February 22nd, 2016, and this is episode six. So grab your favorite cup of mac and cheese and come on over and join us in The Cube. Welcome to The Q, a show that's 95% Disney and 5% mac and cheese. I'm Scott. And I'm Ryan. Ryan, you're back. I am back. Welcome back. Thank you. It uh, It's good to be back, in the queue at least, but it's... Not to real life. Yeah. I want to I wanna go back to uh, the Disney World. Don't we all? Yeah. It's been a solid two months now that I haven't been to Disney. Whoa. And that's uh, that's the longest I probably haven't been to Disney in the past year. So that's, the struggle is real. How's it feel? It hurts. It hurts inside. <laughs> I can only imagine. It's been a week for me, and I'm already torn up. But I mean, we are lucky to go as often as we are. But now, it's, you know, two months is just building the anticipation for the next trip. That's right. It'll only make the next trip that much sweeter. Yes, it will. All right, Scott. So while I was time traveling, as we were referring to in the last episode, I may have missed a couple of things. So why don't you tell me what's new? What's new, Mickey Mouse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Mickey Mouse? Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, so we got a few things going on this week. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Gonna catch you up on some stuff. Okay, thanks. All right, so. In a little bit of sad news, Dream Along with Mickey is ending. Aww. <laughs> Who's going to help me make my dreams come true? Uh, Mickey probably dreams still will. Dreams come true. <laughs> dreams come true. So for those of you who don't know, that's the stage show that takes place in front of Cinderella's castle a handful of times, pretty much every day. And the show is going away and a new show is coming called Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. Ooh, Ooh. that's fun. (laughs) So looking for, I mean, I think uh, Dream Along with Mickey ran for like 10 years. Yes, that's what I heard, 10 years. It's good to get to mix it up. So we're excited to see what's going to come with the next show. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know that uh, the princess from The Princess and the Frog will be in it. Uh, Tiana? Yes, Tiana. (laughs) (laughs) That one. In other news, the uh, Disney's California Adventure, they are bringing back their food and wine festival. Congratulations, CCA. And I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even know they had one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't either. (laughs) So so it's coming back April 1st. It's definitely different than Epcot's from what I hear. April 1st. April 1st. That's suspicious. Yeah, it could be. It could be just a cruel joke (laughs) to all the California people. Oh, gosh. That would be epic. But it's different from Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. I, don't, I know they don't have the food kitchens and stuff set up, so it's it's a little bit different. But from what I hear, it's still awesome. So, oh, okay. Well, hey, can't complain when there's food. Yeah, looking forward to, to see what comes from that. And Shanghai is, Shanghai Disneyland, that is. Shanghai is way over budget and behind schedule. <laughs> kind of no surprise considering yeah. what they're trying to do over there. Yeah. Um, but it's causing issues for the other parks now. So um, because Robert. they're over budget and behind schedule, they're starting to cut cast hour, cast member hours 
They're starting to cut parade, like extra parade times. Oh. And they're cutting, uh, I think, second fireworks shows. And So they're cutting like, the magic. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the magic is going way, away a little way bit. Way to go. So uh, hopefully that won't last for too long. Fingers um, crossed. But hopefully they'll get their get their act together over there in China. Yeah, ho- hopefully by the time we we eventually get out there, go to China, which yeah. I feel like will be plenty of time. Hopefully. <laughs> and happy news! Hooray! Everybody's favorite snowman Olaf is getting a meet and greet at Hollywood Studios. Do you wanna build a snowman? No. Yes, I do, but it's not. Who doesn't? I don't have snow. <laughs> and probably the most exciting news for this week is that they announced a new Star Wars nighttime spectacular yes, at Hollywood this. Studios. And man, is this going to be awesome. It's, yeah. And I'll, I'll talk about this in, uh, in the upcoming trip report I do of my recent trip, uh, how I just saw the uh, uh, Symphony in the Stars fireworks show. Yeah, I totally forgot because you weren't there for Star Wars Weekend, so you I didn't wasn't, see it. No, I didn't see that. So oh, okay. when I saw this fireworks show on this past trip, Again, I'll get into it later, but it blew my mind. And yeah, so it's reading awesome. this news about them bringing even more, I I am over the moon. For those of you who haven't the seen Star the um, Symphony in the uh, Stars fireworks show, I actually have a video on my YouTube account of it. So if you're not going to get down to Disney and you want to see it, you can watch it there. So just look up Oh Yeah Disney on YouTube and you can watch the video. Yeah. It's not as exciting as being there oh in person. Gosh, being there in person. But... <laughs> It at least, like, if you can't make it to see it, then that's at least the next so, best thing. I've heard that there are three new things coming to these Star Wars enhancements. Yeah. Uh, why don't you inform everyone what these three things are? Yep, so we got a new stage show starting up that is called Star Wars, A Galaxy Far, Far Away. Ooh. And that's going to debut actually April 4th, so very soon. Super soon. And then they say there's a new fireworks show coming sometime this summer. I didn't see a date specifically for that yet, but it's called Star Wars A Galactic Spectacular. Spectacular. And that is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, if it's any better than what's already here, then yeah. It's yeah, so it looks like they're going to have like projection mapping on the Chinese yep, theater, yep. like lasers in the sky. Lasers. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> all kinds of awesomeness. So, man, that's really going to bring... Some oomph, oomph to Hollywood Studios. Hey, I still love Hollywood Studios. I know you're, you're like one, the of, way one of the three still love it. that love it. I'm just kidding. Uh, and I guess the other addition that they're bringing is some sort of stormtrooper cavalcade through yes, the park, led, led by, by Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma. So you're you're coming back, Phasma. Yeah, I think she's gonna do that a couple times each day. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome during Star Wars weekends to just see the stormtroopers everywhere and like oh, patrolling. Man. It just it's so fun. I don't know. Well, speaking of Star Wars, I have some uh Star Wars related news. Sweet. Uh Star Wars episode 8 has just begun principal photography filming. Woo! So that's exciting. And, and why fact, aren't you there? Well, I was going to say that's exciting that the fact that they're filming, but it's disappointing in the fact that I'm not there. I read that they're still hiring people. Well, I submitted my application to be an extra, and I haven't heard back yet, but fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> if all else fails, there's still episode nine. Yeah, and or Rogue, right, Rogue One's done, but there's, there's some other spinoffs. No, <laughs> but I, I need to be of. in the ones only with Daisy. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's sorry. the goal. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, also, I just read an article. There's an article in the LA Times that just published an interview with Walt Disney's Imagineer, Scott Throwbridge. Uh, if you don't know this name, Scott Throwbridge has been given the uh, portfolio of managing how the new Star Wars franchise appears in the Disney theme park. So Star Important Wars land. Guy. Yes, this is a big guy. And if you don't know who he is, like I didn't, Throwbridge came to Walt Disney Imagineering after working on a couple of big projects that you might be familiar with. He helped on a Hello Kitty theme park in Japan. So that's huge in Japan. So that's kind of a big deal. He helped on the amazing adventures of Spider-Man. Hello Kitty to Star Wars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Progress. <laughs> it's a big, big leap forward for this big guy. Leap, yep. <laughs> uh, he helped on the amazing adventures of Spider-Man at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Traitor. But hey, that ride's amazing. It is an awesome ride. It's incredible. And he also recently was well-received to the loved Wizarding World of Harry Potter, also at Islands of Adventure. So we all know the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, immaculate, crazy, awesome. That's kind of been Disney's new competitor in immersive experiences, but then Mm -hmm. also construction time. Um, So this article goes on a little bit more about um, Throwbridge and, and his work experience and whatnot, but I think the... Um, the point to take away from this is... This guy knows what he's doing. He, he knows what he's doing and we're in good hands. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, I've also got two other little tidbits of news. The Mad Tea Party, again at Disney's California Adventure. We were talking about Food and Wine Festival there. Mad Tea Party has been scheduled to end March 30th. Uh... Yay? No? <laughs> Boo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it's news. That It just is what it is, I guess. If, if you love this, sorry. If, yeah. you, if you didn't love it, there you go. I personally, I saw them when I went down there uh, a couple of years ago. It was cool. It was neat. It was fun how they transport, transformed that part of the park for the evenings. I never, however, got to experience Electronica. And I yeah. that, when that was going on at DCA seemed really cool. I wonder if that's, I can't remember if I read this or not, but I wonder if that's one of the cutbacks that they're doing because of the Shanghai delay. Oh, I wonder. I can't, I I feel like I read that, but I'm not positive. Okay, so I was thinking Shanghai was just a Shanghai cutback, like they're cutting back internally, but you're saying the Shanghai is cutting back from Disney as a whole. All the other theme parks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Golly. So, Get your act together, Shanghai. <laughs> I know, right? So yeah, because of their delays, the other parks are cutting back to make so up we're for that loss of income. For their poor handling. Exactly. Oh, man. Yep. Shanghai. Come on now. <laughs> and the uh, last bit of news I have is the Disneyland 60th anniversary TV special or whatever is coming out Sunday. So Which as, was yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> as you hear this, it was yesterday. Hope as we record it. this, it's tomorrow. So again, we're doing some weird time travel <laughs> stuff. But yes, so obviously we won't be talking about it here right now, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it. If you missed it yesterday, when, this, when you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to find, find it, online it online somewhere. Yeah. I just can't wait for the uh, Star Wars land announcements. Harrison Ford, like you were saying last time. That's going to be incredible. It's going to be awesome. Aloha. 
My name is Stitch, and you're listening to The Cube! Incredible! So good. That was this week's Listener Voice Impersonation! From Sven Poplier. I think that's how you pronounce his From last name. Belgium. Belgium. <laughs> how crazy how cool is that? Is that? <laughs> Awesome. Sven, thank you so much for sending that in. Yeah, our we very love first it. one from Everyone, Belgium. Please send us your listener voice impersonations. So, Ryan, you recently just got back from Walt Disney World. I did. And we are all dying to hear Ooh. about it. So, why don't you give us a little trip report? Trip report coming up. Trip report, trip report. Will you tell me all about it? Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it, please. My goodness, this was probably one of the funner trips I've had in a long time. It really was. And you know why, Ryan? I do know why. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to get at. <laughs> Could it have anything to do with you not being a single writer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. So the title was deceptive this go round. I, well, okay, I was still there by myself. The Disney single writer is changing his ways. <laughs> I, I went by myself, <laughs> but I met up with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't spend my whole trip with them. I actually had several days or a couple days by but myself. what were the best times of that trip? The best times of this trip were because of the people that I spent <laughs> my time with. <laughs> Hands down. One, my friend Jeannie, who lives there, who I've been friends with for years. But two, I was able to connect with a couple friends that I've made over Instagram, through the show. I was able to meet them in person, hang out with them. And that by far was honestly a surreal experience one to just meet someone for the first time and boom you're already friends just to hit it off and have a great conversation right away and that's how it seems to be with the disney community exactly it's like you know talking to people online through instagram twitter wherever it's like you can immediately connect with people because you have that that level to meet on we it's already like, know that we love the same thing let's talk about disney yeah easy <laughs> we're best friends now Clearly, that's one of those things where if you were meeting someone in real life and it takes you a little bit while, a little bit of a while to figure out like, oh, okay, we have similar interests. Okay. But here it's just from get go. You're like, boom, we already know. Totally. We're awesome. So why don't you start us? Let's just start from the beginning. Let's, uh, how did, let's see, you got there on Wednesday. I got there, yes, Wednesday around six o'clock. So I left Charlotte Wednesday morning throughout Wednesday, got there. Where did you go first? Well, I checked in to the resort that I was staying, which was All-Star Movies. Ooh, All-Star Movies. Yeah, I have stayed at All-Star Music before. And in comparison, I mean, they're pretty much identical. But for some reason- Movies is the most popular of the All-Stars. I liked it better than music. It just felt a little bit, I guess, nicer. I don't know, it it gave off a better vibe than when I stayed at music. Mm Mm-hmm. So I checked in there, and when I got there Wednesday night, it was actually surprisingly pretty cold. So the whole trip when I was there, whenever the sun wasn't up, basically, it was pretty chilly in yeah. the 40s. So my, It is the winter. The whole trip. <laughs> but it's Florida. <laughs> you don't really think, like, Florida cold. Yeah. So the whole trip, I was pretty much always wearing a jacket, aside from the days when the sun would come up, and it was 
in the high 60s, maybe low 70s. Oh my gosh, the weather was perfect. Yeah, perfect, we went perfect. last year in February. And man, I think it was like one of our favorite times of the year to go for the weather. It yes, just felt amazing. Absolutely. And unlike the last trip that I had where the entire trip was overcast, I guess the fates of the world made up for it and there wasn't a single cloud in sight in my whole entire trip. Yeah. <laughs> so it was interesting for taking pictures, but I actually kind of liked the open blue, no cloud look. I was able to make some cool pictures work for my Instagram. You can just Photoshop some clouds in there. You yeah, know? totally. Just fix it in post. <laughs> uh, one observation that I had before I get into the details of my trip were this was the first time that I had been to the parks since they brought in the metal detectors. Were you randomly selected? Well, I was eventually, but it took several days before I was. And here I was thinking every time I'd go to a park, I wouldn't get selected. And here I am, this, you know, 20 some year old guy by himself. Sketchy looking guy at that. Yeah, with like his hands in his pockets and a hat. Yeah. And like looking shady. Looking, yeah, yeah. I'm a very shady looking person, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> But they would never select me. And I noticed they were selecting moms. <laughs> Stuff there. I with, wanted to be selected. With kids. Well, I mean, I didn't mind because they were able just to get in quicker. But I just thought it was kind of weird. It's like, wait a minute. If if people are being randomly selected, why, why are you randomly selecting the people that, at least on an outside perspective, I would assume would not be a threat? Because it's random, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to it. Okay, I guess so. Well, anyways, eventually it's I was... It's good that they're at least not picking the sketchy looking people and then you can be like, oh That's yeah, true. real Although, random. when I was finally randomly selected, I felt like I was randomly selected with a couple other sketchy looking people. So I feel like that mm. day they were on to the sketch. Maybe. <laughs> it was a higher threat level that day. I, I guess so. Anyways, okay, so like we were saying, I got there Wednesday after I checked in. First thing I did, Magic Kingdom, because of course. I knew they were open late that night. And so I'll get into this later, but on this trip, I made it a point to do the mac and cheese tour. So I'll go into the details of the results of that after the trip report. But the first thing on my agenda was to attempt to go to the Skipper Canteen. So I went in to the Magic Kingdom, went straight to the Skipper Canteen. It was right around the time when the electrical parade, the Main Street electrical parade was happening. So people were watching that, getting ready for fireworks. So I was thinking to myself, perfect. I can go straight to the restaurant. Shouldn't be too busy. I went in there, people were waiting and whatnot. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'll probably have to wait. I went up to the, the host up front and said, hey, how long would it be just for one person? Uh, let me take a look. Oh, we can seat you right now. Well, okay. <laughs> So here I am thinking, this was the day before they started same-day reservations. So there's still no reservations mm -hmm. at all. And here I am, just brand new restaurant, walk in, get a table right away, zero weight. But see, this is like the thing that Emily and I talk about. It's like, you know, if there's a table for one, there's a table for two. They don't just have <laughs> exactly. There one was, chair. There was an open seat in front of me. Exactly. So you would think that's how it is like all the time for us. And that's what we say. We're like, we're just two people, you know? Yeah. Like, so it's like hit or miss, I guess. Yeah. I, I I like to say it's because of my my singleness of being there by myself <laughs> but that I was able to get a table right away. Maybe it's the mentality. Oh, one person. Yeah, it doesn't take up space. Just throw them in the corner. I'm okay with that. But anyways, I was in... Got in, it was fun. Had the mac and cheese there. Again, I'll talk about it later. It was good. I've heard mixed reviews about the Skipper Canteen, I feel like from people. Yeah, I have as well. Um, 
What I had was great. I enjoyed it. I can't speak for any of the other meals because I haven't tried them. The service was good. I had an interesting waiter. For me, the probably the funnest part was the person seating me. Uh, when we were walking, they were pointing out all the random stuff, uh, making funny skipper comments, what have you, what not. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really liked being the Indiana Jones fan that I am, when I sat down, he in front of me was this wall of stuff, lots of stuff in that restaurant. And there was this ammo box and kind of written in marker was uh, something along the lines of, don't let the snake out or caution, live snake. Mm-hmm. And the host was saying like, whatever you do, don't open that box. And I noticed on the box, it said, Jay Lindsay. And I was like, oh, that's, mm. that's a fun little reference. You got Jock Lindsay's hanger bar. Sneaky Lindsay, Imagineers. Indiana Jones, his pile. Oh, I like this, the snake. Did he put Reggie in the box? Did you open the box? I did not. Could you? Uh, I probably would have gotten kicked out. But oh. sure. <laughs> it was pretty high up, so I, I would have had to climb like, on things. They're like, don't, hey, don't open that box. <laughs> oh, now you're making me want to go back and open the box. Yeah, you know, maybe they were like, <laughs> he was encouraging you to open oh, the box. Disney, you fooled me Yeah, with your trickery. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> anyway, so that night after that, I just did a couple of random things. Scott, you'll be happy to know I went to Mickey's Philharmagic. Yeah. A couple of times on this trip, and every time, put my foot over that dang spritzer. Your foot? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get spritzed. Although I did kind of feel bad because I was kind of concerned that having my foot on the spritzer might have angled the spritz sideways <laughs> to the people in front of me, but better, oh, well. better them than me. Yeah. Anyways, so that was pretty much all I did Wednesdays. Then Thursday, Thursday was a fun-filled, packed day. Thursday, I went to the Magic Kingdom again. That was the day when I had fast passes all around the Magic Kingdom. I hit all those up. I made it a point to try the cheeseburger spring roll. We have been wanting to try that. I've heard and a lot of people all say awesome things about it. about it. Yes. So for those of you that don't know, it's it in this food cart right across from the Enchanted Tiki Room. Uh, they've got several food carts there with churros and I think caramelized nuts and whatnot. But at the very end, the very right, they have the cheeseburger spring rolls. Tried it. They come with two. They were phenomenal. So good. That's awesome. There's nothing really spring about them unless you eat them in the spring, I guess. <laughs> so it's more of like an egg roll? Just a cheeseburger roll. Oh. <laughs> it was light and crispy on the outside, warm and cheeseburgery on the inside. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but this was a fun day in that I also wanted to try a new experience, which was I had been hearing all this talk about having afternoon tea at the Grand Floridians. Yeah, ever since I listened to Lou Mangiello's yes. podcast <laughs> when he was Same there thing. having afternoon tea, I'm like, man, I want to do that. That sounds pretty awesome. Exactly. <laughs> as soon as I heard that and as soon as I knew I was coming here, I went online, made a reservation. I called up my friend Jeannie, said, hey, what are you doing Thursday at this time? Great. You're coming with me to afternoon tea. Very that, nice. That was an unintentional rhyme, but I liked it. So yeah, we went to the GF, Grand Floridian, and... We had afternoon tea, and it was such a fun experience. Was it expensive? Uh, it can be. Like at first, when I looked at the menu, the first thing my eyes went to were this hundred dollar thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, sheer panic crept over me, and I'm thinking to myself, "What have I done? <laughs> oh no, regret. <laughs> uh, I don't want to make Jeannie pay for this. Uh, 
oh gosh. And then I, I went down the menu. And I was like, oh, okay. There's a couple $30 items. All right, we're good. We're good. Still though, <laughs> 30 bucks for yeah. a pot of tea, right? And you both shared that? Well, it's not just a pot of tea. It's basically a three course meal. Oh, okay. And it's the experience. So we sat down, it was so perfect. We sat down next to these two older ladies that were staying there and they were <laughs> just adorable. They Where is it at in the Grand Floridian? It is on that, that lower lobby level. Uh-huh. Um, basically, uh, I, I, I I don't know. It's on that level. Like in the back? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. So it's it's up against the wall, doors or whatever. Um, and it's perfect because you can hear the piano player playing. Okay. And yeah. before we left was when the uh, the band, the little orchestra mm -hmm. up, up top, we they started playing. And so we were able to hear them while we were eating. It was awesome. So like I said, it was a three-course meal. Uh, you, they have all these selections of teas, all these selections of the courses that you can do. I went with this one selection. I can't remember all what was in it, but they had little, little mini sandwiches for the first course. And then the second course, I think there was some cheeses involved, which you know me about my thing with cheese. And <laughs> then fan. the last course was more of a dessert. So I got their pastries, which were awesome and then all while having tea through all of those three courses. So I chose a seasonal tea, which was the Nutcracker, which had these awesome blends of, I think, hazelnut and vanilla. And it, I didn't even have to put anything in it. No sugar, no milk or anything. I just drank it as is and it oh, was really? so delicious. Yes. Very nice. So I highly recommend it. Grab a friend, doesn't matter who, get yourself some afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian worth it. We could have said that at the beginning. So grab a pot of tea and come on over and join us <laughs> in the queue. Grab some tea with your Mac. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, uh, I had reservations as well for the dessert party at Hollywood Studios for the Symphony in the Stars, which we were talking about earlier in the news segment. You were just going all out. I doing it, it all. I did. As soon as I knew dropping I was going that, on this trip. Dropping that cash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, emptied I emptied the bank account. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. My wallet's hurting me right now, but it was <laughs> it was all worth it. So the Symphony in the Stars fireworks show was hands down, in my opinion, for me, the best fireworks show that I have ever seen. One, I associate that with my love for Star Wars, but also even greater than my love for Star Wars is my love for John Williams as a composer. And the best. Pretty much everything that he has composed, every movie that he's composed, I'm a huge fan of. So I've grown up on his music my whole life. Ever since I was, yeah, super young, I was always buying soundtracks before I was buying Backstreet Boys or anything like that back in the day. <laughs> While everyone else was buying Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears, I was buying the soundtrack to... Well, I mean, yeah, you were Coast missing Counters. out then, obviously. Cause... I mean, eventually I got around to it, but my priorities <laughs> were elsewhere. So that was incredible, having the combination of his music with this amazing fireworks spectacle. I mean, it is awesome. phenomenal. There's that one point where this huge perimeter of fireworks go off and the sound and the, the vibrations just shake the crud out of you. And you're just, yeah, my jaw literally dropped. So good. The dessert party, it was cool. I liked it in the fact that I was able to feel special. I felt exclusive <laughs> and that's why I did it. I wanted to feel special. And honestly, I wanted to do it because I wanted the guaranteed viewing. Really, I didn't need to do the dessert party for a good viewing. 
I went and saw the fireworks later in my trip just because I wanted to see them again so badly. Yeah. They were that awesome. But I was able to walk up five minutes before they started that second time and get a stellar view, probably better than the dessert party. And so I didn't need the dessert party to get this view. But again, it was fun to feel special. It was fun to have desserts. The desserts, I mean, they're, they're desserts. They weren't blowing my mind as desserts. Mm-hmm. They weren't the best desserts I've had in the world. But they were fun themed. They had, I don't know, they made themes out of them, which were really great, like Yoda something and... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was cool. And then we also walked away with a free Chewbacca Stein. Very nice. <laughs> which was an added bonus. I didn't realize we were getting that, so I liked it. So what else did you do at Hollywood Studios? Well, that day I finally made a point to see Kylo Ren, Ooh. which we were talking about in the past. And that was a pretty cool experience. Again, I still think the helmet to body ratio is just- Did you a, tell him that? Just <laughs> quite off. No, like, I, Kylo, I'm a big fan, but something's a little off <laughs> with your costume. I panicked. I, I, I don't do well with meeting characters. Yeah. So I pretty I much either. just stared at him and grinned like a fool the whole time. Dude, so how was the voice? It was really cool. So what I loved about it is for some reason I was thinking the voice, which they, I guess they used Adam Driver or someone that sounds like him in that Kylo Ren voice processing thing. So it sounded spot on as an actual Kylo Ren voice. But for some reason I was thinking you're in this environment meeting the character. I was thinking the voice was just gonna be coming from speakers in the room, you know, it's a small world or something like that. Yeah, it's coming from his mask, which, when I when he first talked to me, I was like, "Whoa!" Have you ever back. met Mickey Mouse in town? What is it? Town Hall Square? Town? I have it? not, but I've seen videos. Man, same thing. I well, when em- so a little side story. Here. Side away. <laughs> when Emily and I first went to meet Mickey House, Mickey Mouse, Mickey House, Mickey House, Mickey in, Mouse in, house. in <laughs> town. What? It's Town Square, right? Yeah. Town. That sounds it's, right. It's, I don't know why I'm city forgetting hall? the name right now. City Hall, Town Square, whatever. The yeah, place on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the- <laughs> um, so we went to met him there, and he doesn't save his voice for his shows here. Like he actually talks. That's what it's saying. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen videos, and his like mouth is actually moving. Yeah, which so is we didn't know that. Like we when we oh. walked in, like we had absolutely no clue. So we walk in. It was kind of. I'm not gonna lie. It was kind of creepy because <laughs> he's like looking at himself in the mirror, like in the like show mirror with yep. the light bulbs and stuff. And he turns around. So and He's time. like. Hi, pals. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of just like, uh, our eyes are like wide open and we stared at him. We're like, what is going what on? <laughs> and then is he's like, real where life? are you from? And we're like, North Carolina. Uh, and we're like, say? North Carolina? That's swell. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. And it was super awkward because we were just like <laughs> utterly in shock the whole yeah. time. Because I, I didn't, I don't know, for some reason, I just didn't know. This was like a while back. And I didn't know he was going to talk to us. We didn't expect it. We were just like terrified because we had never seen <laughs> a character talk to us before. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was a little awkward. I could totally see how kids would absolutely love the experience. If none of you have done this before, you've got to go try it. Yeah. But the responses were slightly delayed to uh, where it almost made the conversation a little awkward. Yeah. I don't know if it's always like that. That's just how it was for us. I've always wondered how they do that. I think... There's well, someone else over there saying like, all right, in the sound bank, what do I press? What do I press? Go. I think there, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's like a curtain or a wall there and yeah. there's someone behind that and kind of like responding well, to I've it always, uh, Kind of a side note, but still relevant. So when you go to the launch bay and you see the stormtroopers up front, 
Same thing as Kylo Ren. They talk with you and it's coming out of their helmets. So you can, it sounds like it's coming from them. But who's like controlling them? I've always wondered that. Because they actually like say things relevant to you. Like, hey, no pictures right now or something along the lines. Like, not right now, on duty. Kind of things like that. Do you, don't, you don't think there's any way they could have some sort of like digital processing over their voice? Coming from the helmet no, it, at all? It, it sounds pre-recorded because it sounds like the exact same voice. It sounds like that stormtrooper voice. Mm. It sounds very like hit a button and play this line, but it's done so well to that I don't know how they do it. Have you ever been? Have you ever seen the fountain at um, Islands of Adventures that talks to you? Right uh, no. in the uh, what's the Lost Continent area? You know what I'm talking about? I don't spend much time there. There's this fountain. <laughs> it's all about Harry Potter. That there's a fountain that talks to you, and uh, it like will carry on conversations, like all all this, like yeah. And it, granted, it's not like in a specific. It doesn't have to be in a specific voice or anything, but there's like someone elsewhere, yeah, relatively close enough to be able to yeah, respond for sure. So it's got to be something similar. Maybe there's just someone around there, yeah, kind of just responding to these people. I don't know. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right and they're doing it well. Anyways, so Mickey Mouse was awesome yet terrifying. <laughs> go meet him. It's quite the experience. Back to you, Ryan. And go meet Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. <laughs> yes. So, golly, Thursday was just an incredible day. So I've talked to you about being at the Magic Kingdom, hitting my fast passes, cheeseburger spring roll, Grand Floridian, afternoon tea, Hollywood Studios, dessert party, Symphony of the Stars, meeting Kylo Ren. But at, then it gets even better. I go back to the Magic Kingdom for more Magic Kingdom fun because it's a late night. And so... We're having more fun, me and my bud Genie. And then what do we decide to do to top off the night even more? Well, hey, let's go to Trader Sam's. Woo! And big fan. This is uh, the third time that I've been to Trader Sam's. The first time I went by myself, second time I went with you, my bud Scott. And you didn't eat anything? I didn't or because I was <laughs> on this very strict diet. I was in a competition <laughs> and uh, I was sticking to it. Ryan's an expert bodybuilder, for those of you who don't know. I'm expert at being a scrawny bodybuilder. <laughs> um, it's its own league. <laughs> yeah, we're there, scrawny there's builders. very few of us, but you know, the few the proud. So, <laughs> yes, this was the third time I went to Trader Sam's. And honestly, it was probably one of the better times because the drink that I chose to get, I actually enjoyed. I'm not a drinker at all. I do not drink once, seriously, maybe a year. That's it. Until now. <laughs> but the drink that I now had every there every time you go back to Trader Sam's. was incredible. <laughs> yes, I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed that this time I finally got a souvenir glass. Because the first time I went, I got a drink solely for the intent of getting a souvenir glass. And I hated the drink. Every sip, I was cringing. It's like, but I'm getting the souvenir glass. And he didn't, the waiter I had did not tell me up front that the drink that I ordered they did not have the souvenir glass for. <laughs> so I endured this drink for nothing. Well, they had it. Like, it's a souvenir glass cup. They were just sold out of them, right? Yeah, because okay. you don't get the one you drank out yeah. of. You get one yeah, that's yeah. already boxed up. So they didn't have any of those the first time I went. So this time, I finally got a souvenir glass, the one I liked the, the most. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Hippopotami tie. Yes, that one. Beautiful glass. Love it. Sitting in my cupboard, and I'm so happy. I was there with my friend Jeannie. We were just having a great time. And so when we get there, we sit at the the middle area, the like surfboard or whatever, yeah. and they've got all the, the stools there. We sit down and we sit across from this lovely bunch of people. And after a while, my friend Jeannie says, I, f- I, 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 I feel like I'm 
shrinking. Uh, she got the <laughs> shrinking stool. She did. Uh, and then the people across from us were just cracking up and just like, she's like, wait a minute. Is my seat going down? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so after a while, the seat went so far down that her eyes were pretty much at the table. <laughs> and I was a good two feet, three feet above her. It was pretty fun. And then, then she rose back up. But <laughs> Did heard, anyone ever acknowledge it? Any um, of the wait staff? No, not of the wait staff. I have heard one of my uh, one of the friends that I connected with there at Disney on this trip did tell me a great story about how once there was they they were at Trader Sam's and they saw some couple in Trader Sam's apparently having way too much PDA, <laughs> and it was you know, of course like making some people feel uncomfortable. And so one of the waiters. I guess acknowledge this in the fact that he said, wait a minute, I, I got this. And he made the seat sink <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that they couldn't anymore. And so I thought that was absolutely hilarious that they acknowledged the seat to their advantage yeah. of making the experience better for others. Very nice. So that was the end of the night. We were there at Trader Sam's. I mean, by the time we got to Trader Sam's, we were able to walk in, which was great because it was super late at night. But by the time we left Trader Sam's, it was when it was closing. And Trader Sam's had closed an hour after Magic Kingdom had closed. So the monorails and the, uh, the, the shuttles were not working. Oh, man. <laughs> so we had to walk from the Polynesian all the way to where wherever we had parked in the Magic Kingdom parking lot, which I guess was a That's good... not bad. It was a good thing after having the... Hippopotamus yeah, tie. Yeah, I, I probably needed a good cold nighttime walk. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Thursday. Incredible day. So we got two more fun-filled days. Friday, I made it my Epcot day. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention that I guess was an important note. My friend Jeannie is a photographer, and so this, she lent me her very fancy DSLR. So this was my very first trip at Disney with a fancy camera. <laughs> I very felt nice. weird. I was like carrying this thing. I don't know. I didn't. Did you know what you were doing? Uh, I, I knew principles, but actually going through, like I had talked to you. I, I worked with video people. I had done YouTube tutorials and whatnot. So I knew everything kind of that I needed to know to get decent pictures. But actually going through with it was, it was it was tough. Like anything that you try to pick up for the first time, it, it was uncomfortable, especially because I'm just so used to whipping out my phone. I, I tried to force myself not to. So I probably walked away with a lot less pictures than I would have normally walked away with, but it was fun. And again, I probably will at some point buy a camera because I can definitely see myself improving. So I haven't posted any of those pictures yet, but very soon, very soon I will. There are maybe like 2% of all the pictures that I took that I actually kind of like. So <laughs> the rest of the trip, I was using that camera. Friday, I'm at Epcot. I was using my fast passes that day at Epcot. Uh, it was a beautiful day. Uh, when I'm at Epcot, I don't really have an agenda. I don't have a list of, oh, I have to go on that ride. I have to go on that ride. I have to do this, do this. When I'm at Epcot, I just go with it. And this was a day when I was by myself, I wasn't with any friends. I took my time. I had fast passes just because I could, um, but I love just walking around the world showcase, taking in all the just environments, the feels. Mm -hmm. I did get a croissant donut, not a cronut, yeah. but a croissant donut. So good, super flaky, sugary, and cinnamon sugary. So good. Um, but I also had a reservation at Chef de France. Fancy. Yes, which was the first time I had been there. Uh, I, I got a reservation there because 
they have a special mac and cheese, which I've heard many people rave about. So I had to make it a point to go there for my mac and cheese tour. Again, I'll get into the details of that mac when I review the mac and cheese tour. But that was fun. I'd never been there before. Actually, when I used to work at Epcot, one of my roles as a stage technician uh, was flipping on lights, changing out batteries, doing this and that just to help maintain things. And I don't know if they still have it, but for a while they used to have the little the little rat Remy from Ratatouille yeah. on a, a push uh tray or whatever. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Underneath the tray and the waiter would come out and lift the tray and Remy would be there and he'd be talking and moving and interacting with kids. Um, and for those of you that don't know the handle of the tray that the waiter lifts uh, and hides behind his back once he lifts the tray is the remote. <laughs> and so one of my roles as a stage technician would be to replace the battery for that remote for Remy. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it was kind of fun to be there as just a, a, a normal folk and experience the restaurant. I I didn't see Remy, so I have no clue if he's still around. But uh, that was kind of neat. And I I thought about snapping this while I was there. The whole time I was there, I was on Snapchat, and it was really great because I was able to, a lot of you guys were able to follow me and kind of keep up with what I was doing. And it was great because I was able to get some feedback, and some of you guys were able to share with me some great things. Um, But I thought about snapping this. (laughs) A fun little thing that I like to do when I go to Epcot, and this is going to sound ironic, is leave Epcot. <laughs> and not necessarily leave Disney, but I like to exit Epcot by France at that entry point and walk around the boardwalk, walk around the beach totally. and yacht club. For me, that's always a must when I'm at Epcot. Just, it feels great. Just, I was able to walk to the boardwalk and over in that area where they have the little awning area, someone was having a wedding. So I walked by a wedding and it looked... <laughs> Yeah, great. I saw you snap that. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people ask Emily and I, it's like, oh, you guys gonna have a Disney wedding? You're gonna have a Disney wedding. For that exact reason, that's <laughs> probably one of the reasons why we don't want to get married at Disney. You know, there's a lot of other reasons too, but like when I saw that on your Snapchat, I'm like, oh man, this is exactly what Emily's talking about that she does not want to I happen. I mean, when you're having a Random wedding. strangers and passing by yeah, recording our wedding. Exactly. <laughs> when you're having this wedding in this huge public area, you, I mean, it's kind of a given that you're going to have spectators walking by, taking pictures, snapping, yeah. what you have can't you. Be, it can't be an intimate setting. No. It's it, too public. It wasn't. Um, but it was beautiful nonetheless, <laughs> especially the day. The weather was, like I said, amazing. So uh, that night, I decided to, um, after Epcot, I decided to go to Disney Springs just to enjoy some dinner there. And again, at Disney Springs was two locations that I wanted to hit up for the mac and cheese tour. So I made sure to uh, have some mac and cheese at one of those locations, which I'll get into later. I won't give it away. Uh, Had that, had dinner there, was great. And then after Disney Springs, I headed back to Hollywood Studios because I love Hollywood Studios. And so basically I got to Hollywood Studios when Hollywood Studios started their extra magic hours. So since I was staying at a resort, I was able to take advantage of the extra magic hours, which was great. Especially at a park like Hollywood Studios, seriously, it was empty. I was walking around the the streets of New York or wherever, wherever the Osborne lights used to be, tear, so Mm -hmm. sad. It's so weird to be there at night and see it so lifeless and no lights. But seriously, I was the only one there. there was I saw your literally Snapchats, yeah. no one around me. It looked I am pretty not dang empty. Joking, zero zilch people around me, and 
it was great for that. I was able to finally get the carrot cake cookie. <laughs> I made it a point before the writer shop closed. So I was walking around. That thing looked insanely massive. It was huge. It was the size of my large hand. <laughs> it was these two large cookies, very, very soft, uh, centered with this icing, cream cheese icing or whatever. Honestly, I would have preferred the cookie part of it to be a little bit more like a cookie in consistency. It was just very soft, so it was almost cakey, mm -hmm. um, but it's still delicious. After, I, I don't have a filter on when to stop eating things. It's just, <laughs> it's just the way it is for me. But after I was done eating that, I did feel like, oh my gosh, that was a lot of sugar. <laughs> I felt it afterwards. Yeah. But it was great because I was able to walk around the park enjoying that cookie. No one there. Go on Star Tours. Go here. Go there. And I had on my agenda to go to Hollywood Studios the next day as my Hollywood Studios day. But I pretty much did everything at night in those two hours that I wanted to do. Yeah. Every all the uh, Tower Tear, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, Launch Bay, everything, and in two hours, it was amazing. So with that, I was able to sleep in the next day. Um, still go back to Hollywood Studios. I was only there for maybe a couple of hours. And then that's when I was going to connect that day with my friends from Instagram. So around the middle of the day, I went over, oh, well, before I went over to the Magic Kingdom, I made sure to grab myself a PB&J milkshake. Had to. Yes, you have to. Again, it's amazing, but it is so darn thick. I could not get that thing out of the straw for the life of me. <laughs> I had to just hold on to it for a good 30 minutes before it was kind down. of drinkable. Yes. Yeah. So I had that on my way to Magic Kingdom. Went to Magic Kingdom. There I met up with my good friend Ember, who we talked about, who uh, wrote this awesome article about both Scott and I, our Instagram accounts for Inside the Magic. Met up with her. Met up from uh, with this great friend, uh, Allison. Made up with a uh, great friend, Lex, Robbie, uh, the Disney travelers from Instagram. So many great people. And like we were saying earlier, as soon as we say hello, we already know we're awesome friends because we share this great passion. So to all of you, seriously, and I mean this when I say this, you guys made my trip the most special trip that I've had in a very, very long time. And I mean oh. that. Yeah, I they're really, all super really awesome. We talk to them on Instagram from time to time. And it's like back and forth, commenting on pictures, trips, whatnot. And um, like we talked about this before, like we met Allison before down there. Um, and I haven't met the Disney Travelers, but we found one of their pictures one time uh, that they dropped off. They did oh, an art drop. I, I, I was trying. Yes, they did that while they were there. And Lex, the Pixie Traveler, she they did a, a picture drop and she found it. I was not able, I'm sorry, to meet up with the Disney Travelers. I tried to. They were there while I was there and we just barely missed each other. I, I also met up with uh, Daniel's Do Disney okay, on yeah. Instagram. And they are incredible they were people. They're super nice. Yes. We, Emily and I were leaving Epcot like on our last day of our trip in September. And this was like right after we did four parks in one day on the very yep, last day of our week-long trip. Yeah. And we were just like Beat. dying. <laughs> like, we were, it was like poor planning for us. But like we were like going up the monorail ramp to like go back to the Magic Kingdom to our car. And the Daniels 2 Disney like ran up the ramp after us and like stopped us. <laughs> oh, and we're like, cool. hey guys. So it was awesome getting to meet them. They were super they, nice. Yeah. She's wearing our ears, our uh, nice. Seven Dwarfs ears. That was awesome. 
So, yeah. man, yeah, everyone's so nice. All I, the Disney that, people online. And that really did spark something new in me that kind of gave me a new sort of passion. Clearly, both Scott and I, we love Disney. That is why we're doing this podcast. That is why we have Instagram accounts. That's why we go as much as we do because we love Disney and we love it for so many reasons. But having a Disney Instagram account and being able to connect with people, but then being able to meet them in real life and connect with them in real life and build those relationships and maintain those relationships, that is something very special to me that I hold on to very dearly. And that has kind of, I don't know, just put a new kind of passion in me to not only love Disney for Disney, but to love Disney for the people that also love Disney and to use it to continue to meet people and to, whether it be invest in people or just do life with people and and just, I don't know. I, I love just being able to say hi to people and build these relationships and just, I don't know, give someone to talk to and have someone to talk to. It's something totally. special and I, I really value that. We see time and time again, I think it's like with the Disney community specifically, uh, I feel like a lot of people, because like if you're a Disney fan, a lot of you probably experienced this. A lot of people just don't get it. Like they're like, that's for kids. Or like, why do you like Disney? That's so weird, you know? And so a lot of people, they might have this passion for Disney or really enjoy Disney, but they might feel kind of isolated yeah. in that, like wherever they live or where they are. So it's like, you know, online and like, you know, being able to go to the parks or meet people or you kind of like you find your place of community with these other fans. Yeah. And it's like a very accepting, it's very an understanding place. It really that is. That people might not get in their everyday life. So yeah. it's so really cool to be able to bring that to life. If for some reason you're listening to this podcast and you're new to either loving Disney this much or you just discovered Disney podcasts, know that there is a community out there and please like we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're here at the queue. We we want to we want to do life with you. We basically we want to be friends with you. We Let's want to talk to you. Let's be friends. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a, a huge tangent, but it was necessary. Um, so to continue on my trip report, uh, Saturday I'm at the Magic Kingdom and I'm hanging out with these awesome friends. And eventually I do finally hit up the Friars Nook, which for the past several trips I've been trying to go to, to try this um, alleged amazing pot roast mac and cheese. So I was finally able to go to it. And I think the last time I was there, I had just their normal breadcrumb mac and cheese. And they used to serve them in little tiny yeah, little bowls. Cups. They changed it now. Yeah, now they're actually in like big plastic bowls, yeah. like a, a plate kind of thing. So yeah. that was cool. I'll talk about that in the review, what I thought about it. I liked it better <laughs> in the cup. I don't know why. I just something it, about the cup yeah, I liked it, better. <laughs> it, it gives it a different vibe or feel yeah. to it. Yeah, I realized that afterwards. Oh, I have to tell you about this. If you were following me on Snapchat, you know about this. <laughs> we were in line at the Friars Nook, and there's this guy oh, right man. behind me. I had never experienced anything like this at Disney. I know it happens. Obviously, you're the, the biggest attraction place in the world, destination in the world. But there was this guy behind me and it I I was I I was there for the whole situation. It's calm what he is. There's some douche behind you. <laughs> I don't I don't want to hate on people. <laughs> oh come on. If you saw the Snapchat, this guy was terrible. He, he was he, so bad. He was. I, I was there for the whole escalation from it just being like him 
like muttering a few comments to some someone next to him. I mean, he was clearly very comfortable in his own skin. He was an just a naturally outgoing person. I'm not the kind of person that like strikes up conversation with random strangers. Uh, surely not to complain about something. So we're standing in line, and the way that quick service works is there's two lines with one person taking your order. And then once you do the order, you kind of like funnel out in the middle to help with traffic flow, which is brilliant. But for some reason, this guy did not understand that. And he was hung up on the fact that there's two lines and only one person taking our order. And the line was taking a while, yeah, but it's Disney. When you're at Disney, you have to go there and know and understand that you're gonna go to a place with lines. You're gonna go to a place and you're gonna be waiting. Doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter if you're at attraction, if you want food, if you want this, that, you're gonna be waiting for something at some point. So please have an expectation that <laughs> you're just gonna float through on pixie dust just and be cool. everything's just gonna be cool. Just be cool, guys, just be cool. It's all about <laughs> managing expectations. If well, you, not to mention you're at the most magical place <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so I guess this experience wasn't too magical for so, the guy. I don't know why people have to like get to this kind of level where they just freak out. Like, what's the point of even being there if you're going to be on that level of, like, craziness? So it escalated from him making a few side comments to literally um, that I still wasn't even up to order yet. There's someone in front of me, um, but the guy was behind me. He literally started yelling, screaming at the lady taking orders. What's taking so long? What's blah, 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 we got too long? And then he started screaming and asking for the manager. And the manager came out and he was just railing the manager. He didn't even pretty much let the manager talk. He was just like screaming at the manager, like telling him all these bad things. And I think, I mean, that was pretty bad in general. Uh, for me, it was just kind of funny just because I kind of just roll with those things. I'm like, oh, this guy behind me is being a doofus. Um, but I think the worst thing about it was this whole time in his arms, he was holding his little daughter. Oh my gosh. So Not cool, man. No. Just bad parenting. I mean, yeah. I, it's one thing to do that in public in general, especially at a place filled with children. But it's one thing to do it when you're holding your own child. I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm not even in a relationship. So I can't speak to this to a certain level. But I do know that... I can. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have kids, but I will speak into that situation. (laughs) I I, I do know that that is not something that you want to lay in the foundation of your children, um, how to handle situations. But I don't want to go on for too long about that. Uh, because that's not where, what we're about. We're not about like pointing out these things. There we, can be a whole episode on just like courtesy in the parks. <laughs> there really <laughs> can. Because I feel like it's something that just people... It's just two ways. Totally. Like, I, and this is a thing like, and I know we don't want to get off on a big tangent about this or like get all negative. <laughs> like people are totally oblivious to their surroundings a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that like drives me crazy. Yeah. But I, don't, I mean, I just feel bad for the cast members. Like yeah. that poor girl or guy like they're just there doing their job you know the best they can there's some (laughs) dude in line like yelling at them so what i was curious about and i was there for this as well is what's gonna happen when he finally gets up to order i'm like oh my gosh that's gonna be so awkward for the serve like the lady taking his order oh my gosh and so i was there waiting for i ordered and was waiting for my order to come out and he comes up she's like may i help you and he's like uh, yeah, I'll have it. <laughs> it's <just like> totally <laughs> normal. <laughs> oh my what gosh. just happened? <laughs> oh gosh. So weird. I, I thought about buying his meal. I really did. And I really should have. Um, 
I don't know, I, I felt really led to and I didn't. So bad on me for not just like giving into that um, like the way I should have. But anyways, that was that situation. Moving on, the rest of Saturday was amazing. Again, met up, um, was able to reconnect with some of those friends. We, uh, late at night, we went to, oh, this was also the day when I went back to Hollywood Studios to see Symphony of the Stars again, because I just had to. I had to take it in again. But after that, went back to the Magic Kingdom and reconnected with a couple of these friends from the Instagram community. Uh, met with Lex and her husband. Um, Lex is the Pixie Traveler on Instagram and Daniel's do Disney, both of, both of them. And again, I was still there with my friend Ember and we went to Gaston's Tavern. It was cold at night because the sun was down, it was cold. So we went to Gaston's Tavern and they had a special holiday hot chocolate. It's basically hot chocolate with peppermint. And we were just sitting at a table, just having really great conversation over hot cocoa. It was honestly, <laughs> I can't think of a, a better, better night at Disney than something like that, to just spend it with friends have this great conversation with hot cocoa in yeah. Gaston's Tavern. It That's was, the kind of thing that really makes me wish like we lived there. Because it's yeah. like, you know, oh, it's Friday night. What am I going to do? Oh, let's hang out with some friends and go to Magic Kingdom exactly. and have hot cocoa by the fire. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. After that experience, I agree with you. Like I, leaving that trip, I really, I told this to a couple of my friends. Typically when I leave Disney, uh, we all go through the post Disney blues, PDB as we like to call it, hashtag PDB. And you know that feeling when you leave Disney and you're really sad because you miss Disney, you miss being at Disney and being on vacation. And I go through that every time I leave Disney. However, this time it was completely different in the sense that, yeah, I still miss Disney when I left, but I really more than anything missed those relationships, missed that connection and missed knowing that I was gonna be leaving that behind. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There's part of me now that kind of does want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> for that reason alone, for the people alone. So that was pretty much my last full day. Then the next day was Sunday and I spent the morning at Disney Springs again to hit up one more place for the mac and cheese tour to finalize it, to hit up the last place on my list and uh, just get some merchandise, get you a little uh, souvenir Polynesian trash can salt yeah. pepper shaker. Um, and uh, yeah, just take take in the, a beautiful morning at Disney Springs with perfect weather, walking around at my leisure before I hit the road back home. So it was it was really a great trip, really really great. And again, because of the people, sounds like an awesome trip. So ready to go. go back? There you go. Yes, I I am ready to go back next week. Really, honestly, <laughs> I I would I would if I could. So there you go. That's my trip report. It's time for a Q review. All right, Ryan, so you talked a lot about mac and cheese. Clearly, you are a mac and cheese enthusiast. I am indeed. And Walt Disney World seems to have a decent choice of mac and cheese options. They do. So why don't you tell us some of your favorites at Walt Disney World. All right, I'll do this in uh, a ranking, uh, saving the best for last, if you will. So I'll be starting from the bottom to top, in my opinion. Uh, and real quick before I do this, I just wanna make mention that I, I do not eat like this on an everyday basis, so I do not recommend stuffing mac and cheese into your body every day, all day, every day, 
as a lifestyle. Maybe just in slight moderation when you go to Disney World. You've been warned. Yes. So um, there was a lot of mac and cheeses that I wanted to try in doing research for this tour. Um, but I was kind of bummed to find out that a lot of places have, have actually taken them off the menu. Such places include the Columbia Harbor House, which had a seafood mac and cheese that was no longer on the menu. Um, the Min and Bill's Dockside Diner at Hollywood Studios, they used to have a mac and cheese on the menu. Again, not on the menu. Uh, the Electric Umbrella used to have a mac and cheese burger, which sounded amazing. Again, not on the menu. So I was kind of bummed out about that. So the places that I did find in my research that still had mac and cheese on the menu, these are them in the order. I'm gonna start off with, believe it or not, I know you love it, but it's the pot roast mac and cheese. Yes, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people love this, but for me, it, for me, honestly, I think what it was, it was good, don't get me wrong, but I think for me what it was, was the actual, the noodles, the macaroni themselves. For me, they just kind of tasted generic, not made with love, not anything special. Maybe something you'd get at your elementary school cafeteria during lunch breaks. It was literally served with a, uh, a spoon, the, not a spoon, but uh, a scoop, like you would scoop ice cream, just scoop the noodles, put it in the bowl, throw some pot roast on it. So it, that kind of made me feel, I don't know, not super special about it, but it was still good nonetheless. Still on the top five list. So moving on to the fourth, the fourth ranking in my opinion would be at the Skipper Canteen. So a lot of people have been raving about their mac and cheese and it was very, very good. Um, I have it kind of on the bottom of my list. Uh, I think I have four on my list here. So coming in at fourth place, the Skipper Canteen's mac and cheese. It was very, very hot as in temperature hot, super, super hot, which is good. And it tasted kind of like, I've kind of been describing it as, think hamburger helper. So you've got this kind of bed of beef, kind of like beef that you would find in chili. So it's got a little bit of zing, a spice to it. And then it's got great macaroni on top, uh, really good melted cheese on top, freshly made in this bowl coming out very, very hot. So if you like that kind of, chili beef, hamburger helper, mac and cheese thing. It was really good. I enjoyed it, but it is not my number one. So I'll move on up to coming in at third place would be from Chef de France. So I have to talk a little bit about this one. Um, I've heard a lot of people rave about this one. It, on my Instagram account, everyone's saying like, oh, try this one. I love it because of the, the special cheese that they use. And it was very, very good. But here's the thing. I'm putting it at number three and I'm giving it a little bit of a benefit of the doubt because I ordered it and they literally brought it out to my table probably a minute later. I didn't have to wait at all for it, which led me to believe hmm, maybe this was pre-made. Um, and so when I kind of started digging into it, the cheese that covered the top was very like, hardened. It was still like warm, but it was hardened as if it wasn't fresh. Sitting under a heat lamp. Exactly. That's what it felt like to me. So that kind of turned me down a little bit. But underneath that, uh, it was still very creamy, warm. And yes, the cheese was delicious. There wasn't really anything much to it. It was just noodles and cheese, uh, creamy cheese. So 
It was very, very tasty. So I can only imagine that if you do get it fresh, it would be that much better. Coming in at number two, I have got, and this is ooh, very, very, very tough for me, but both the number two and the number one mac and cheeses come from Disney Springs. So not exactly in the Disney parks, but still Disney Springs, which is great because if you love mac and cheese and you want a good mac and cheese from Disney, you don't necessarily have to pay to go into a park to get this. So it's great. So this is a real hard toss up, but I'm gonna go for number two on the mac and cheese tour comes from House of Blues. Oh, oh, right. Yes. Who would have thunk it? Never been to the House of Blues. Exactly. And uh, the great thing about this and this mac and cheese is there are many House of Blues all over the country. Uh, there is one clearly at Disney Springs, and there is also one at Downtown Disney in Anaheim. But I also recently found out that the House of Blues at Downtown Disney in Anaheim apparently isn't gonna be there too much longer. So, but if you are in um, the Disneyland area, you can get this mac and cheese at the House of Blues there for now. And it, I order it as the side dish. They have a, a mac and cheese as an entree item. And that one comes with lobster, so it's a lobster mac, but it's really big and it's really expensive, but you can just order a side dish of mac and cheese. And the great thing about this is every time I've gone, they ask and you can specialize it. So I get a side dish of mac and cheese and typically I opt for them to add bacon. And who doesn't love bacon. some bacon? Bacon. So, I mean, come on, bacon makes everything better. And this comes in a really thick skillet. How cool is that? So it's this really hot skillet, mac and cheese, and then I've got the bacon in it and then it's covered with breadcrumbs. So it's got that nice crunch to it, but then it's super cheesy, really warm on the inside because of the skillet. So, so good. And it's it doesn't break the bank either because again, it's just a side dish. I'm really hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> and coming in at number one, very close to the number two competitor. It's the one that you always talk about. It's the one that I always <laughs> talk about. Old it's, Faithful. It has maintained its high ranking after the tour is the mac and cheese from Wolfgang Puck, specifically for me, Wolfgang Puck Express, at Disney Springs. That is the one for me. It, it is served on this huge plate, giant noodles with this incredible blend of cheeses. Incredible. Again, <laughs> sprinkled with breadcrumbs on top. I I honestly, if, if there's a mac and cheese heaven, <laughs> this is the one sitting on the throne. <laughs> and there you have it. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Q Review Mac and Cheese Tour. So thanks to you, we have a trip tip this week that trip was tip. submitted by Chelsea O'More. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. And Chelsea says, I'll just going to read her email, Ryan. You ready? Please do. This one is a good one, especially for people with kids who are still in the meeting characters phase. I tell everyone I know to get the Disney chase card. Ooh. First of all, you get a free five by seven photo with a character daily. That's fun. That you also get to take in. 
uh, I'm reading, I'm a terrible reader. <laughs> you also get to take in a Disney designated chase card member area. Oh. Okay. So yeah, I see what she's saying. Okay. Yeah. I know they have designated areas at uh, California Adventure right behind the Mad Tea Party refreshment station. Um, she's not sure about where they are at Walt Disney World, but I can tell you I have been in one at Epcot. Oh, okay. Um, it's funny. We went in there because it was really hot the last time we were there, I think, in uh, November, I want to say. Hot no, September. <laughs> Sorry. I forget. I think it was in September, yeah, because it was like the food and wine festival was going on. And so we went into this chase area. They have like free drinks up there. Nice place. They have like video games. Like (laughs) we're just hanging out. Free drinks. I like that. Some people actually came up to us that recognized us when we were there. So that was pretty cool. cool. Um, So we got to talk to them a little bit. So it was a nice chill area. Okay. Uh, She says you, uh, Chelsea also says you get a 10% discount on both uh, the parks and Disney store locations when you spend $50 or more. And you get a $50 gift card when you use the card for the first time. And actually, when I signed up for my Chase Disney card, uh, they were running a special where you got a $200 gift card. Whoa. So I got a $200 gift card um, when I first signed up for it. I think that's a special they run from time to time. Okay. So, I do not have a Disney Chase card. I think you need to get one. I have been contemplating it, and I think hearing from you and then reading this email, I'm pretty convinced yeah, so pretty much if, I, I'll use it for just like day-to-day stuff, or not day-to-day stuff. I use it for all of our ear materials and stuff. So anytime, that's why I keep all that stuff on yeah. a card. And so I build up all these points. And then when we go on a trip, I just use those points that's as genius. like a gift card to buy like merchandise and stuff. So yeah, it's it's a it sounds like a great resource for the perks alone. Totally. It's a win-win. Awesome. So cool. thank you, Chelsea. Yeah, thank you, Chelsea. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. I know this episode was a little longer than yes, normal. Thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, we appreciate that. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. If you haven't already, please. Absolutely. And rate and review. It's been awesome to see the reviews coming in. I really appreciate that. Yes. I don't think there's anything I love more than reading your guys' reviews. Totally. It really, really means so much. And it helps us out in the fact that it keeps us relevant. It kind of keeps us uh, on the radar for people searching for Disney podcasts on iTunes. And also, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everyone who reached out to us in regards to last week's episode, letting us know your favorite underrated attractions. We got a lot of really great responses. So thank you again for doing that. We really enjoyed hearing from you. You can also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook at the QCast. And that's for both. And don't forget um, to, when you search for us on Facebook, Type in the QCast, all one word. Yes. I feel like a couple of people haven't been able to find our Forward Facebook page. slash the QCast, one the word. QCast. And you can email us at theqcast at gmail.com. And this is where you can send in your trip tips, your listener feedback. Questions. Questions. Anything you guys impersonations. want. Talk to Don't us about. Don't forget to send us those. Absolutely. And Ryan, I, th- I think we have a new way for people oh, to contact us. Boy, do they. Why don't you tell us a little about that? That's right, Scott. We have a very new way that you can ask us questions, leave us feedback, but also submit your listener voice impersonations. And it's as simple as picking up your phone and all you have to do is just give us a call at 209-Q09. Yeah. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So starting today, you can now call us. You can call us on the Q line. Leave us a message. That's 209 209- 209 
209, Q-U-E-U-E, Q, get it, 209, Q-09, it rhymes. And if you need help with the numbers, that's 209 7 8 309 Yeah, I did that. I did that in real time. That's really hard. But yeah, do that. Send us your listener voice impersonations there if you want. Uh, Say, hey, what's up? And uh, ask us a question and we will play that on the show for you to hear. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Yeah, so give us a call, guys. Awesome. So many places for you guys to connect and us to connect with you. Definitely looking forward to that. Brian, where can we find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Disney Single Rider or you can find me at my website, which is Ryan Monette. M-O-N-E-T-T-E dot com. Scott, what about yourself? You can find me online at Oya Disney, all the various social media platforms, or on OyaDisney.com. Follow my fiance and I. Awesome. We do awesome things. Because awesome we're cool people. Cool people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with that, we've reached the end of the queue. So now it's time for you to hop on board, strap in, hang tight, and enjoy the ride. See you guys. See ya. Incredible! That was this week's listener voice impersonation from none other than... Oh, golly. Words suck. (laughs) Words are hard. Uh, Going back. And then it's going to go... You can call me on my cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. (laughs) You can call me on my cue line. (laughs) That would be pretty funny. That would be be funny. (laughs)